Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Hello and welcome to the Freeman Report. It is Tuesday, the 20th of February, 2024. It is day X in the fight to free Julian Assange. The world's eyes and ears are on the courts of justice in London, where crowds of supporters have gathered to bring attention to the hearing, which is scheduled at the moment to last until tomorrow. A panel of two High Court judges have now convened um, in the last hour in what is the last stage of UK proceedings in the US government's case against Assange. These two judges are currently considering his final application to appeal um, against the extradition order signed by Priti Patel in June 2022, the then UK Home Secretary. Now, Day X has garnered significant support and media attention around the world. The city of Bologna in Italy has just granted honorary citizenship to Julian. Um, global journalist unions have called on the US government to free Julian. And the Australian government passed a motion last week calling for the release of Julian, which was fully endorsed by the Australian Prime Minister, Andrew Albanese, who has campaigned for Julian's release in in the past. Now, according to a poll conducted by the Sydney Morning Herald last week, 79% of Australians want the Biden administration to end its pursuit of the WikiLeaks publisher so that he can be freed and returned to Australia. The UN Special Rapporteur on Torture, Dr Alice Jill Edwards, has also called for the UK to halt Assange's imminent extradition, citing serious risks to Julian's mental health and risk of suicide. Rebecca Vincent, Director of Campaigns for Reporters Without Borders, the international organisation that acts for freedom and pluralism and independence of journalism globally, has said the following. All eyes are on the UK High Court during this fateful hearing, but it remains to be seen whether the British judiciary can deliver some form of justice by preventing Assange's extradition at this late stage. Regardless, none of this is inevitable. It remains within the US government's power to bring this judicial tragedy to an end by dropping its 13-year-old case against Assange and ceasing this endless prosecution. Nobody should face such treatment for publishing information in the public interest. It is time to protect journalism, press freedom, and all of our right to know it is time to free Assange now. Now, um, unless you've been on the moon, you'll know that TNT is following the court hearings very closely. If you've been watching this morning, you'll have seen our wall-to-wall -wall coverage from outside the courts of justice in London. Sonia Poulton, Abby Roberts, David Curtin and Lembic um, OPIC have broadcasting from outside the courts and will be there tomorrow again as we wait a decision. So what do we expect to happen? <clears throat> well, 
Journalists Mark Curtis and John McAvoy from Declassified UK have published some information in the last day that indicates what the British establishment's intentions might be. They have published an article in the past day that claims one of the two High Court judges who will rule on the hearing has worked for the foreign British spy agency MI6 and the UK Ministry of Defence. Justice Jeremy Johnson will sit with Dame Victoria Sharp, the senior judge of the two, to decide the fate of the WikiLeaks co-founder. <clears throat> now, this does raise serious questions about the independence of any judgment. Given that Justice Jeremy Johnson link to the British spy agency and the fact that Julian's persecution is being driven at the behest of Washington's intelligence and security services. I mean, we all know that this case is political. That much is obvious, given that Julian has been in Balmosh High Security Prison for five years without any charges being brought against him. But does it go deeper than that? Is this, in fact, all driven by a desire for retribution by Washington's intelligence and security services? It wouldn't surprise me one bit if that's the case, because it seems that the process is being used to punish Julian. As I say once again, who has not been charged with any crime, but who has spent the last five years in Balmosh High Security Prison. Dr. Deeper Driver, legal observer for the Haldane Society of Lawyers, who appeared on this show yesterday and who is in court today observing events, said Julian is not the one on trial this week. Deeper claims it is the British justice system that is on trial, and I think Deeper is right. There is no requirement for the UK to extradite Assange based upon political charges. Julian is, an, is a journalist and should be protected. It is clear if US political pressure wasn't present, then Assange would already be a free man. So, is the British justice system up for sale or does it actually stand for anything? This is, for me, the question that we will get answered this week. Or will we? Because my guess is that Julian will be given permission to appeal his extradition, as extraditing him to the US at this point in time could pose further headaches for the Biden administration that already has its own significant problems. So if that does happen and Julian's case is allowed, he's allowed to appeal against the extradition, then Julian's torment will continue, as is their plan, it seems, to slowly grind him down and to kill him slowly. If they can't get their hands on him in the US, then they want to use the process, the judicial process, as retribution, which is sick, in my opinion particularly in light of the reason given for Biden not being prosecuted in the US for the unlawful taking and storage of highly classified documents. The US prosecutor said that Biden's memory is too poor. What a joke Western justice is. Hey, folks, 
If you want to get in touch um, about anything um, on this case, about Assange, about the show, or to suggest a guest, then please email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. And get, if you're online now, get yourself over to the chat, um, the live chat going on at the moment. Um, just head over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for today's News Talk TNT. Be a part of the conversation. I want representation I can trust. Have your say. Biden isn't doing enough. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good afternoon. I've got to remember, the show's going out at a different time today. Good afternoon, Gemma. How are you doing? Good afternoon, James. Yeah, it's been a hot bed of activity outside the High Court and within the last 45 minutes inside the High Court as Assange's lawyer, his QC, Ed Fitzgerald, has been uh, giving his side, his evidence as to why Assange should not be extradited. And it's interesting, just doing some kind of legalese research into this case. I've covered quite a few court cases in my time, but not one quite as high profile as this, I have to say. Um, But Assange's team, they need to convince the High Court judges that they have an arguable case. Uh, They don't need to necessarily um, uh, present a case that they're saying is politically motivated. They need to present an arguable case that Assange's claims of being a victim of injustice are based on something other than an assertion or or a complaint. And that's exactly what Ed Fitzgerald, who's been giving evidence this morning, is trying to do. He is arguing that technicality under the US-UK treaty, which makes it clear that criminal suspects can't be transferred between either country if the crime there have the alleged wrongdoing the alleged wrongdoing is political and not an ordinary crime. And that's exactly what Mm. his legal team are trying to to ascertain in court. Um, Assange isn't in court. Uh, He's not well enough to attend. He was given permission to attend by both high court judges when he requested it several weeks ago, I think it was, um, to attend in person or via video link. But he he is simply too unwell. And his brother has spoken out this morning and said that his his health is in a very fragile state uh, due to his time in Belmarsh. And I wonder if that that's why he doesn't want to appear. I just discussed this with David Curtin in the last hour. Maybe he doesn't want to appear because we're so used to seeing images of him when he was fitter and stronger uh, and maybe a frail appearance shuffling into the courtroom uh, would, would detract attention away from the facts of the case, which what are being presented here today. If, if it goes the way everyone at TNT hopes it will go uh, and, and they do think he's got grounds to appeal, he's got a provable case, then, then the claims will be examined at yet another hearing and another hearing. And, you know, and it will, as you rightly say, drag on and grind everybody down, not least Assange himself. Um, but but Ed Fitzgerald, he's taken to the stand today, Ed Fitzgerald QC. Uh, and he said, I think his strongest quote so far is that Assange has been prosecuted for engaging in ordinary journalistic practice of obtaining classified information, which is both true and in obvious obvious public interest. And I think there are so many people now that would agree with that, having seen this, a lot of this footage of the war crimes uh, that he was revealing has been circulated. We've obviously had the trust falls of Assange, uh, the film, which features a lot of that footage. Um, you know, he was bringing these crimes, these atrocious crimes to the public uh, awareness and the people that have committed the crimes, as many people have pointed out mm. today, George Bush, and Tony Blair are, are free to go, and they're the ones that, that did this. And the one, who, the guy who exposed it, he's the one being punished. So the weight of public opinion is now firmly behind Assange. And looking at social media in the last half an hour, there are people out in New York today, free Assange with vans and placards. There are people out in Sydney and in Melbourne, free Assange. This is a global concerted lockstep effort now to bring a mass awareness to this case. The mainstream media are playing catch up a little bit, as they often do now. They're out of step with public opinion. Um, we've got another day and a half to go uh, and we'll see where this case leads and what else is said in court.
And um, has have we seen heard from Stella at all today? Yeah. Uh, she gave a very impassioned speech to supporters outside. She thanked everybody um, and she said how important this case is. She also stressed again about uh, Julian Assange's mental and physical health, um, which, you know, is, is common knowledge now that, that he has, his lawyer has also said in Australia uh, a, a couple of months ago that he he would he was likely to take his own life if this hearing or his extradition attempts to stop the extradition failed. Um, but yeah, she thanked everybody, which I think, you know, is a sign that she recognises the the global outpouring of support now for for her husband. Um, I, I, you know, I'm I'm hoping we can grab her and get her get her onto TNT live from outside the High Court tomorrow. We can just get a few words with her because that would just be absolutely brilliant. And what is the atmosphere? I mean, obviously TNT have been broadcasting from outside the courts this morning. What's been the general atmosphere? Have we? And, and the other question I've got as well is: Have we got, actually got any mainstream media there, like the BBC, ITV, or any of the other stations? Uh, there is a big uh, global media presence. I know that the <clears throat> BBC has been covering this story this morning on its breakfast news and has already received a deluge of complaints uh, for saying that uh, Assange is, 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 is locked up for um, leaking official uh, secrets and, mili and se military secrets. And of course, he just published material that was already given to him. So a lot of people have complained to the BBC on that basis uh, and, and, and encouraged others to do the same. Uh, I'm sure the BBC will be there. They are in court, actually. Uh, there are some reports coming out of the uh, the courtroom for accredited journalists, uh, of which there are many actually, of many different um, backgrounds and, and from many different nations. The, 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 the gallery is absolutely packed. So you know, that reflects the global, level of global interest um, in this case. I, I think it's interesting the build up, but I didn't see much. I was scouring around many mainstream outlets and there was nothing in the build up. I think um, the, the trending on social media of Free Assange has forced the mainstream to think oh dear, we better really mm. reflect this. But they're not reflecting it in the way, you know, just by saying, you know, oh, it's all him and he 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 leaked official secrets. He didn't. He was given something to publish and he published it like a journalist. You know, he considered his source and decided to publish. Uh, that's what journalism is. Um, so the BBC are under criticism for that. And, you know, good job, I would say. Yeah. I've read a few stories this morning in the mainstream press. And one thing I will say about them is they all seem to be very, very similar. It's a little bit like those videos you see from the US where the, um, you know, the news readers, they literally verbatim word by word state about the case because all of the stories I've seen in the mainstream press very much focus on, um, you know, the, the fact that he published secret information and all of this. And they do seem to all be framed in exactly the same way. Um, clearly, I think mainstream or the legacy media, um, which is the mainstream media, do not want to report on this. And if they're forced to report on it, they are going to um, very much focus on a specific angle instead of the real question, which is about the British judiciary system. As um, Dr. Deeper Driver said yesterday on this show, it is that that's on trial at the moment, not Julian Assange. And actually, Deepa is in the court today. Um, she's going to be giving me an update later on today at the end of court proceedings, which will play out tomorrow. So we'll get our own inside information from inside the court tomorrow. 
Right, Gemma, thank you very much. We're going to move on because we've got three guests on today. Um, first up, we've got Gareth Ike, um, who was at the premiere um, on Sunday. He also gave a few words at the premiere. Um, then we're over to Matt O'Brainin, who's actually inside the court this morning. So we'll get an update from him. And then we're going to finish up with Dan Astin Gregory, who's also outside the court. So anything could happen, live broadcast on location, um, but that's the plan. So stick with us right here on TNT. TNT's Steve Malzberg. If a president could be prosecuted for things he did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers, what, what was was the duty of the president to do, and then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted. The example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that uh, that Trump used. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. This is generally the view of people, oh, we don't know much about Assange. Well, you should know, because whether you know it or not, he is fighting for you. For your courage and leadership and tenacity in journalism and publishing. Since 2010, Assange has been held in progressively narrower, darker, colder and crueler spaces. He has been detained since the 7th of December 2010 in one form or another. And we are now here after years of imprisonment. WikiLeaks is a non-state hostile intelligence service. I think the man is a high-tech terrorist. A high-tech terrorist. A traitor, a treasonist. He has to answer for what he has done. Assange faces up to 175 years in prison for publishing classified documents exposing U.S. war crimes. The U.S. government narrative about Julian is a complete fraud. It is a complete fraud from A to Z. Julian took on the most powerful countries in the world, basically all of them. We now have confirmed that there were plans to kidnap Julian here in the center of London or even assassinate him. No one who instigated that illegal and immoral war has been brought to justice. But the great truth teller sits behind bars. If wars can be started by lies, peace can be started by truth. Julian Assange is a hero. What if everything we thought we knew about somebody was a lie? Would we be willing to go on a new journey of understanding? This is a story of deception, lies, bravery, and a man who risked everything to bring the truth to light. Mr. Assange shows all the symptoms that are typical for a person that has been exposed to psychological torture over a prolonged period of time. He looked at me intensely and said, I hate to say this. He then hesitated, visibly troubled and searching for words, and then he finally said, please, save my life. 
May future generations have the ability to speak without restraint. May our children and their children know truth and have access to information that leads to justice. Wherever Julian goes, free speech goes with him. If there is a bird that is about to take flight, stretch her wings and rule the skies, may it be a peace dove and no longer a bald eagle. If you think Assange is a traitor, he's a rapist, he's a narcissist, he's a hacker, I don't blame you because you have been deceived. And if you think you've not been deceived, that's normal because otherwise it wouldn't be deception. Today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Right. Okay. Obviously, today's show is all about the Assange hearing um, in London. But um, before we um, sort of go over to Matt O'Brien in, in a minute for an update, he's actually been in the court um, this morning. Um, I've got Gareth Ike on the line. Hello, Gareth. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, thank you for jumping on. I'm really good. Um, Gareth, you were at the um, the premiere of the Trust Fall at the weekend, weren't you? I believe you also said a few words um, in front of the audience. What did you make of the film? And I guess more widely, what do you th- what does the case actually mean for you? The the, the film's fantastic. It, it, it's a brilliant film. Um, it, it kind of <clears throat> what what showed how brilliant it was for me was was being sat in in an auditorium full of people very much like you and me that know the case of Assange. They they know ab- about the the attack on press freedom and all of this stuff, yet they were still gasps in the audience throughout the film at certain things that were happening. Some of it, you know, some of the footage, the graphic footage of, of the reality of, of what, what Julian was exposing. And I, it made me think, you know what, if every house in Britain got to see this film, imagine the reaction that people would be having because, because this isn't saying that, you know, we're a know-it-all, but, if if there's things in that that even we didn't know about, given what we do f- as a job and what we look into, um, imagine, you know, every household in Britain um, learning about Julian Assange and what he was exposing, who he is as a man, and also what the state is up to. Um, it, it could be a game changer, you know, because it, it, I think it would ignite a fire in people's bellies that actually, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, what, what's being done in my name and this, this world that I inhabit actually isn't how I think it is. Um and 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 hopefully that's what happens, and, and enough people get to see this film, James, because it, it is brilliant. And do you think the British public? I mean, obviously, I think a lot of the British public know the name Julian Assange, but do you think they really understand what what's been going on? I mean, two million people came out to march, didn't they, in the run up to the Iraq War against um, the UK going and the US going to war. Do you think the British public, though, um, like all things these days, are, are, are quite often in the dark? How much do you think they do know about this case? Not very much, I'll be honest, mate. I think if you if you went into a local pub and, and you asked random members of the public if they knew who Julian Assange was, you'd probably get some that would go, oh, he's that guy that exposed some war crimes. You get one or two, probably, but most would be, any that weird pale guy that raped some woman in Sweden? You know, that's probably what you would yeah. What you would get because they did a, they did a great job on on completely smearing him and attacking his character because they couldn't attack the information you see like you know when when me and you might say stuff about say the vaccine or whatever they'll attack the information they'll just go no that's nonsense that's rubbish it's safe and effective all that sort of stuff but with what julian was exposing because it's video footage a lot of it 
it's there in black and white you can watch it it's horrendous um in particular obviously that 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 um well it was it was a murder of, of people in civilians in, in baghdad um that went viral of course you can't attack that information because well it's there in black and white i've seen it so they attack the messenger which was julian assange in this case so they attack his character and and they, they want you to they basically want to dehumanize him so that you will kind of look the other way when he's rotting away in belmarsh that's what they want um and 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 i hope to any god that's listening that actually that isn't how it plays out and actually people do start to kind of realize that actually we've been lied to throughout covid we've been mm-hmm. lied to throughout that iraq war we were lied to about ukraine we're, we're being lied to uh, about Israel will be lied to about climate change. Just maybe they might be lying about Julian Assange. You know? <laughs> I think they might. I mean, the other parallel as well, which um, we've seen Russell Brand is actually outside the courts of justice today. Um, he has recently obviously been accused of rape, although um, it's just a, a media accusation at the moment because obviously there's been no charges against him. But it's very, very similar, isn't it? With um, I'm listening to you then with Julian Assange in the sense that that was the initial sort of arrest warrant that was given for him it was sexual allegations against him and you know the allegations against assange have also disappeared um it's funny isn't it i mean do you do you do you think this is just coincidence or do you think this is a tactic of the intelligence services oh it's it's a complete tactic of the intelligence services in the same way that you know someone might expose um a wrongdoing within the state and then suddenly they find something at their property or 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 whatever you know um and with assange i mean there there was no accusations of rape that's another thing that people don't realize that there there was literally no investigation um because he was never charged there was literally nothing there it was an absolute nothing burger but it was enough um to get some headlines and stick in people's brains so that they would you know because sexual crimes are you know secondary to me you know to to child abuse the most abhorrent Mm. crimes um and so that that would would you know of course it it would create some apathy towards julian assange you know do i care if a rapist is writing in prison of course i don't what's on telly do you know what i mean and so that's what they tried to do with that um but obviously they couldn't make that stick because it it didn't it it just wasn't true basically didn't have legs um so now that's kind of you know all but done and obviously all those things were dropped a long long time ago um because they had nothing to investigate um so now that the, then they moved to the the traitor he's a traitor he was putting lives at yeah. risk um by exposing which again is is completely inaccurate um they they claim and they make this point in in the in the film the trustful that actually the mainstream media kind of distance themselves from Assange despite them you know having such a lack of foresight that if Assange goes you're next mate you know they don't seem to see it like that but what they said was that well well Assange was dangerous because he never redacted anything so you know the mainstream media will expose something apparently but then they will redact certain names if it's going to create danger for those people and whatever but Julian Assange never did that so therefore actually he wasn't really a journalist he was just a hacker and he was just a, a vigilante completely inaccurate he 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 um he redacted I think it was over 10,000 names in those in those WikiLeaks files so there was actually no danger to life um for American troops or any of this stuff that they're accusing him of and no one's ever been able to prove that there was a danger to life um and so we have a situation where you have a man 
rotting away, his health deteriorating for decades, actually now. Um, because, you know, when he was in the Ecuadorian embassy, that's a prison cell, James, isn't it? If we're honest, he, he can't yeah. go out in the sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. No difference. Um, so he's he's rotting away while the people that we've all watched on that particular piece of footage murder um, civilians in Iraq and then celebrate it and laugh and cheer. They'll, they'll be walking free. They'll, they'll be in Walmart Mart now just buying some shopping. And that's that's what's wrong with the world we live in. Yeah, it is definitely what's wrong with the world we live in. And and um, Gareth, you'll know as good as I do, um, being a journalist, what this actually means for us. Um, because, you know, if this goes the way that we don't want it to go and Assange is extradited, that is a line in the sand, isn't it, for journalists around the world? Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Gareth, and for also helping to spread the truth like us here on TNT. Thank you very much, Gareth Pleasure. Ike, ladies and gentlemen. Right, okay, we're going to go to a quick news break now. And when we come back, hopefully I'll have Matt O'Brainen on the line with me. He's been in the court this morning, so we should be able to get an update from him. So stick with us right here on TNT. Come on, here's what's making news. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. The fate of WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange could be sealed this week, with London's High Court to rule within days whether or not he has grounds to appeal his extradition to the United States. US Republicans are pushing to start loaning instead of gifting money to Ukraine, and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected a two-state solution, vowing to never support the establishment of a permanent Palestinian state. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. Right. Um, As you've been hearing all morning, we're broadcasting live from the Royal Courts of Justice in London. And I'm told I've got Matt O'Brainen on the line with me. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Sure, James. Good to good to speak to you. Yeah, I guess first question, Matt. Um, what's the atmosphere like, um, both um, outside of the court and in, inside the court this morning? Well, the energy uh, outside was fantastic. Um, we set up a, a, a wonderful chair action and had people surfing up to copy the statue by the Italian artist Davide Domino, uh, who did the statue of Assange, Snowden, and Manning, the great truth tellers of our time. And then the empty chair invites the public, you know, us to stand up. Who's going to stand up next and speak the truth? Uh, you know, and you've got to be pretty brave when you see what's happened to Assange. And uh, that's, that's what we want to stop, that type of threat. You know, that's the message they're sending out is that if you stand up and tell the truth uh, about government crimes, then uh, you, you're next uh, in the Guantanamo Bay outfits. You know, that's why we have the, you know, so we have three people wearing those. Um, and uh, in the courtroom, I've been monitoring, um, I was just surprised yesterday that I was given access, uh, I've been monitoring by the video link, and uh, this this is what's being discussed, uh, um, is, is really that it's, uh, they're talking about the political um, nature, that the treaty prohibits extradition based on political offences, and they've just been destri- describing how the act of revealing the crimes of the state as a political act, uh, even mentioned that you know this wasn't done for uh, financial motivation, and um, and therefore this is political speech and it should be protected. 
and uh, yeah, they're talking about the retaliation of the state and how that wasn't considered and at all in the original uh, ruling in the lower magistrates court. Um, but of course, yeah, what a, an incredible point of law that the public should be allowed to know about state crimes. I mean, what else is there to protect and fight for, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, you know, what the state does in our name with our money as well, um, that's important to point yeah. out, um, is, 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 is incredibly important, isn't it? Um, we spoke on the yeah, phone, definitely. didn't we, Matt, um, in the last couple of days about what we expect to happen. Um, I think mm. we both agreed that what we think will happen will be that he will be given um, permission to appeal um, against the extradition. Um, mm. What are your thoughts now? Because obviously you've been there, you've presumably been speaking with lots of people. Is that still your conclusion? Or tell me what people are saying um, outside the courts. Yeah, I mean, there's a variety of opinions. No one's really sure. Um, I'm still of the same opinion, I think, as we discussed, that uh, that it, this would be a political hot potato that Joe Biden doesn't need in his lap right now if Julian was to be sent there uh, immediately. Um, and, uh, you know, his favorability is, is, is incredibly low. And, uh, you know, obviously the situation in, um, with the atrocities in, in uh, Palestine uh, is enough for him to bear than also to have to deal with a, uh, a case about uh, punishing a journalist who revealed the war crimes of the Iraq war, the last mm. major illegal invasion. Although there's many other, of course, uh, military incursions, that was another. So um, it would be pretty unwise, I would say, to have that happen. Um, you almost think that they'd want to kick it down the road um, and and uh, and not deal with it, but actually that's also not going to be great because more and more people, as you guys are covering it, and around the world, other independent journalists, and finally the even the, the establishment media are starting to pick up their coverage, which is great to see, uh, you know, come on board, you know. Um, and uh, but it's really thanks to independent media that's that's really been uh, waking people up, and now the the establishment of um, the mainstream media is getting behind it, or so-called. So the more light we shine on it, the the better. And um, you know that that's also not a great um, outcome though for the, for the states. The best thing that they could do is find a way to get out of this quickly, um, and quietly. You know, um, before before there's a huge uprising, which inevitably must and should happen if we're to remain free so um the smart thing to do would be for them to listen to their allies australia and uh you know do something like a, a pardon or uh drop the charges um or or have the uk courts you know simply decline it on the mental health grounds or something but um yeah they really must listen to australia the mandate there the public there has really um woken up to it it has broken through into the mainstream media over the last uh, year and a half over there. So that shows what's possible, you know, for us in the UK. Uh, if we keep if we keep banging the drum, more and more people will wake up. And there's the great film, The Trust, uh, the Trust Fall. Uh, ask your local cinema to show that. Do whatever you can to spread the word. We're all part of this. And, um, you know, this is, this is the moment for us. This is a historic case. Uh, I've been speaking to people this week. What does this compare to? You know, what's the last time something like this happened? And the the first name that came out was uh, Galileo, and and then the next name was oh, Socrates. Wow. And it's like, ah, okay, 
you know, you're like, yeah, we're really like having to, to go and bring out those big names. So I, I, I really see that it's, it's, it's going to go down in history. It's the, the defining case of the inception of the information age. Are we going to hold on to our, our democratic right to, to know with the incredible powers of technology that we have now to share and find information like never before? And Julian saw that coming. He, he, um, he started WikiLeaks knowing there was going to be this epic sort of battle between uh, sort of suppression of information and surveillance versus transparency and sharing truthful information. And what's going to define that is, is, is us. It's the people, journalists, activists, uh, you know, everyone, just talking to your friends and family about this and spreading the word and uh, uh, shining a light on this. And uh, the more people that find out, you know, the stronger we get and there's you know seven and a half billion of us and only a, <laughs> a few a couple yeah. of thousand of the, the elite the top elite definitely and, and that uh, and that mm. and that matt is definitely the key isn't it we need more and more people to mm -hmm. find out about this and look you know i'm sure that somebody in the government or the intelligence services is watching this now and look the risk the risk for those guys, if we try and put our um, ourselves in their feet, is that, mm. you know, whichever way they go, whether they extradite Julian or whether they just continue this um, punishment by attrition of him, um, this mm. thing is only going to build. And there is, of course, a huge That's risk, right. isn't there, for them that something happens yeah. to him. Um, you know, we've just yeah. seen Western cause for what's happened in Russia with the, the political opposition leader there yeah. um, who's died in prison. Right. There is a huge risk for them so i think i agree with you matt that Absolutely. actually the best route for them is to find some way out of this quickly and probably um it's probably on health grounds isn't it yeah well said i think there's a few different options they'd have and that's one of them the health grounds uh or simply you know respecting australia's wishes just let them go home yeah um but that's where i look at it as a poison chalice for them you know i i i respect uh the American Constitution, and so did Julian, and he's not anti-American by any stretch, and neither am I. Uh, I want a democratic world just as what the America, America's uh, Constitution stands for, and uh, this case certainly is, um, you know, this case is anti-American. It's anti the Constitution, so um, I, I don't believe any tyrannies have survived history um yeah their option right now in the information age you, if you're a powerful state you've got two choices either get used to the fact that we're going to see more stuff now and share it more widely you've got two choices you know either become less corrupt uh or become more tyrannical but if you look at history tyrannies people don't like them and they don't tend to last and um that just seems to be reality so i think <clears throat> best thing is you know, find a quiet way out of it. And, uh, I mean, the best thing would be to actually admit that they've made a mistake uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, rectify the Espionage yeah. Act and uh, compensate Julian and say, look, we got that wrong. This was politically motivated by uh, a particular administration, Trump's administration, and, um, and we want to stop this from happening again. So we're going to put a public interest defense into the Espionage Act because essentially, like you, you can look, as you say, look at the, the security state, they want to be able to protect certain secrets. So that's a valid argument, of course, and Julian recognizes that himself, but he's not publishing the codes to nuclear weapons, but he needs to be in, if he is to be uh, in a courtroom or, or another journalist, you know, he shouldn't be in Australia. 
the US journalist was in the courtroom, they must be able to say why they did it. And the espionage act, the most uh, tyrannical thing about it is that you're not allowed to argue a public interest defense. So you're in the courtroom, the judge says to you, did you publish classified documents? You say, yes, Your Honor, I did. But the reason I did it, and the judge will say, stop right there, the jury is not allowed to hear any reasons or arguments as to why mm. you published that document. For me, that like you know, that's the only argument that you could have to justify doing some doing that. So that that's why it's totally unconstitutional. It just uh, supersedes the First Amendment. You know, if it went to the Supreme Court, it would be thrown out. That's what Daniel Ellsberg said. But problem is, it'll take Julian ten years to get there through appeals. Yeah. In the meantime, he'll be in tiny solitary confinement, and he will die. Because his health is terrible right now. All the reports is that he's in a very bad condition. Of course he is. And the risk is that he dies. And that, that will not be a good thing. That would be the worst thing for the United States possible. I mean, yep. talk about ruining your, your brand, your identity. You, you know, when you think America, you think freedom. If, if this goes down, they, that they allowed the, the greatest journalist of our times to die in jail because of this political persecution. Like, that's just... That's, that's going to undo their entire integrity that they would lie upon. It certainly will, Matt. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to stop you there because we're going to need to go to the break. But listen, Matt, absolutely brilliantly summed up there. Thank you so much for joining us today and good luck in court for the rest of today and tomorrow in the observing you're doing there. Matt um, O'Brannan, um, um, thank you very much for joining me um, on the show. Right, we're going to go to a quick break now, but when we come back, we're going to have Dan Astin Gregory um, on the line also from outside the courts to tell us um, his view of what he thinks of this case. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us right here on TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Oh, no. Could the squad soon be a thing of the past? Well, based on the hot water that Democrat representatives Cori Bush from Missouri and Ilhan Omar, her brother's wife from Minnesota, are in, all signs point to yes. Outcome likely. What am I talking about? Well, according to Representative Byron Donalds of Florida, Cori Bush has diverted campaign funds into some questionable security expenses. And Omar was filmed in Somalia saying she's Somalian first and Muslim second. Didn't seem to be a mention of the United States or her oath of office to the Constitution in there. The sooner we're well shot of these people, the better. They're clearly here based on intersectionality, not intellect, and nothing will become them so much as they're leaving. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. This is The Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right. Okay. Um, there's a lot going on outside the court at the moment. I think. I think the police are trying to hold the crowds back. So there might be something imminent. Um, if if that's the case, we'll go straight live to the courts of justice. But in the meantime, I've got Dan Astin Gregory on the line with me. Hello, Dan. 
Hi, James. Good to be back with you. Yeah, welcome back to the Freeman Report. Obviously, you've been on um, before. You're outside um, the courts of justice at the moment. What is going on? I can see quite chaotic scenes. Um, the police, lots of big crowds. Yeah, what's what's happening at the moment? Well, just as you said, I've actually just moved away to get out. There's quite a gust of wind. I didn't think you'd hear me, so I've just moved. I'm, I'm always back that way now. But there's there's been a, there's been an energy here today, throughout the day. Um, I'm just making my way right back to the the kind of key area now. Um, and um, there's been a really uh, kind of hopeful atmosphere. As, as with many of these kind of protest events, there is uh, a very peaceful atmosphere. Uh, but of course, the authorities don't necessarily respond well always to um, people taking a stand against the power structures. So um, I'll try and get some eyewitness account of what's happening in a moment. But um, yeah, it's been a really... Uh, hopeful and inspiring morning. Uh, kicked off with a rally first thing with a number of speakers, um, kind of giving an update on the case and why it's so important. And um, you know, it, 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 there is so much resting on this, James, that it, it's vital that we get the word out about what's happening here because it's been going on for so long that I think people almost lost sight of where he is, what the problem is, and why it's so uh, critical. Yeah, this is definitely the challenge, I think, isn't it, with the general public, because uh, mainstream media are doing their best to report as little as possible about what's actually going on. Um, obviously, stations TNT is trying to get the truth out, as we always um, try and aim to do. Now, Dan, um, you were with, I think you interviewed um, Kim Statton um, this morning, didn't you, who um, is the director of um, the Trust Fall, Julian Assange. Um, what did he have to say about the case this morning well he had a lot to say and uh what was interesting about speaking with kim is he brought a different angle to the, uh, the overall storyline because it's very easy to focus on um free speech and um the importance of free journalism and independent journalism and, and rightly so um but really what julian in his mind represents is uh, a threat to the power structures but not just the power structure in general but the very fact that the CIA uh, took such strong interest after exposing the war crimes, it really showed how Assange was subjugating the kind of military industrial complex. Uh, so Kim's view is that the power structures are out to get Assange because he's a threat to the money flows as it pertains to war and also other corrupt uh, government activities so it was really interesting to hear that point of view um uh, assange with a history of um peace activism um so yeah it's a really different angle it was really interesting to hear because often often the, the story concentrates on the free speech part but really what, what julian assange represents is someone who's willing to uh expose government corruption and the malfeasance yeah, definitely. And and Dan, you, you're a journalist like um, me. Um, what does this case mean to you if Julian was to get extradited? What would that say to you as a journalist? Uh, I would feel very much threatened by such a decision. Essentially, what we're seeing is the Western powers drawing a line and, uh, and putting with great force around what is acceptable as a journalist. And really... In my view, independent media in particular has a responsibility to hold power to account, hold governments to account, 
Uh, and if the ability to do so is heavily criminalized, then we're in a really dark place. You know, we're, we're facing a kind of tyrannical, particularly in the West, uh, a, a kind of ty- tyrannical set of circumstances. So it's, it's vital that we protect it. The reality is if the case here is not successful, there are other stepping stones and the fight won't end. Um, but there's a lot riding on this. And ultimately, James, it's, it's, it's a political decision. This is a political decision. It's not a legal decision. It's a political decision to keep Julian incarcerated um, because the reality is the U.S. Department of Justice could, within two minutes, release him. Uh, and, you know, the United Kingdom, the government could take action. So this is clearly a political action, which I think we all need to take, not just journalists, but as citizenry, we, we really need to take this seriously. Yeah, we certainly do. And obviously, recently, we've seen um, legislation coming in. In fact, in the last um, few days, we've seen a law passed in France, which would mean that um, people could go to jail. Um, You know, not just journalists, but um, doctors and members of the general public who go against any government messaging um, on medical treatments. And of course, then we've got the Digital Services Act and the online safety bill in the UK. What do you, I mean, you know, you're, you're, like I said, a journalist, you're from the West. Um, me growing up, I never imagined that we would see this kind of thing in the West. It was the kind of thing that our governments talked about happening in Russia and China, you know, those baddies over there. What do you make of the direction Western society is going in? Well, it's, I, I think we're actually, in a, in a positive sense, experiencing the, we- the fall of the Western civilization. And there are many indicators that are indicated for that, but it's going to be a very turbulent road. You know, it's the concentration of power, the increasingly centralized concentration of power is really kind of a last grasp at holding on to what, you know, a, a generation or generations have held on to. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a bleak situation, but I think what I, I'm very hopeful from what, what will follow it, but I just don't know how far we will know to fall before we see a real bounce back in our freedoms, liberties and rights, um, which is why it's so important that rallies like this and the film that Kim has created is, is, is creating awareness because, you know, people live busy lives and actually there's a lot of negative news and, around us all the time, um, but we've got to protect the fundamentals. So uh, as, as an individual, as a journalist, I care deeply about protecting those fundamentals of, of freedom, democracy, uh, peace, prosperity, uh, and the values that Western culture has been built on, and um, we've got to we've got to defend those, not just defend them, but we've got to advance them too, James. You know, we've got to find ways to actually. Yeah. Um, you know, forty-nine percent of the world's population is subjected to an election this year. That's a huge opportunity to shift the dial when it comes to elected representatives who represent the values that we want to take into the future. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. This, I mean, this really does get to the core of, um, you know, our democratic system, um, our freedoms, our very, very basic freedoms, our freedom of speech, our freedom of movement, our freedom of everything, because it's all under attack at the moment. Um, now, Dan, please stay on the line with us, because in a minute, I'd like to hear um, what's going on as we approach the top of the hour. Um But we're going to play a quick clip now, Um, Studio, if you can get that ready. Um, June Slater has recorded a um, two-minute monologue that we're going to play. Um, Hopefully you can hear that, Dan, and we can have a quick chat about that. And you can tell us what's going on outside the court in a couple of minutes. So, Studio, if you can play the clip now. Most people, most populations don't want to go to war. Julian Assange told us that back in 2011. He also told us 
that most of the wars in the last 50 years were caused by the media, by the poor standard that they have, because they choose to basically share the government narrative rather than the truth. The truth is what everybody wants, really. That's the only proper platform you can base your decision-making on. If you only have one side of a narrative that's being manipulated, how can you decide who's the baddie and who's the goodie? You can't. Julian Assange nailed it. Julian Assange tried to share um, documents and evidence through WikiLeaks, but authority figures didn't like it. So they tried to arrest him. They tried to bury him in red tape. Currently he's more or less buried in Belmarsh Prison, awaiting trial. After living in exile in the Ecuadorian embassy, having not seen his family for years, that's no way to treat someone who's just trying to tell the truth. Just because the authority figures don't like what he has to say doesn't mean you've got the right to incarcerate him. They'd like to bury him. We... We are faced with a set of corrupt individuals, I believe, in politics today, many of them. It's only my opinion, of course, but it seems to correlate with what Julian Assange stands for. Julian Assange shouldn't be where he is today. Julian Assange should be a free man. And that's what I believe, and millions of other people. But the media don't pick up this narrative. The media leave it alone, they leave it buried. But thankfully to TNT and other platforms, they keep just nudging it along. And bloggers and writers and people who can see that the incarceration of Julian Assange is not where we want to be in society today are trying to bring it more to the forefront to curry support to get this man free. Very well said, um, as always, um, by June Slater there. Um, June is always very, very good at saying things as they are. Um, Dan, are you still on the line? Okay, we might have lost Dan there. Um, we've got a couple of minutes to the end of the show, so I don't think we're going to get Dan back on. Um, what I'd like to say about June's, what June was saying there, and something we've talked about um, on this show and across TNT, is while Julian Assange is being prosecuted for telling the truth, for exposing crimes that were done in our name by our governments with our money, with our tax money, while that's happening, the likes of Blair and Bush walk free. Not only that, but Tony Blair is now Sir Tony Blair. How can this be right? How can people put up with this? If you're watching this, how can you be happy with this? You know, this is more people, I think, in the UK need to be and around the world need to be aware of this fundamental truth of our system, that people that stand for truth, honesty and goodness. Um, Julian has not done this um, for any financial benefit or anything else. He's done this on the back of the principles of democracy. And while that's happening, war criminals like Tony Blair and George Bush walk um, and in the case of Tony Blair, he's actually rewarded by the British state. Not only that, but he's even um, been um, assigned as a peace envoy, an envoy to the Middle East. What does that say? What does that say about our society and, you know, the British establishment and the state that we live in? What does that say about our laws? What does that say about us that we allow this to happen? 
these are the questions i think are important that come out of this case um I've already said on today's show, I think it is the British judicial system that is on trial this week, not Julian Assange. Right, okay, what a day. I've got no idea what's going to happen um, on the court case today, but please stay tuned to TNT. We'll be covering it all for the rest of today. And tomorrow, our reporters will be back on the streets to cover the case. So please stay with us right here on TNT. TNT.